0: what you have always wanted to do. Today on Max's Island, I'm talking to Jason Milhan. Welcome to Max's Island, Jason.
1: Thanks for having me, Max.
0: Now, Jason, this is a great opportunity for our guests to tell the audience about that time in their life where they did something specially for themselves. Might have been against the grain. Might have been against what you were doing at the time, but it was something that you really wanted to do and felt compelled to do. And that led you on a on a journey
1: thank you max i just just firstly i like what you've done with the place the island's looking good um once upon a time i was studying i just left school i was a couple of years into a viticulture degree and me and a cousin went traveling we went to to london england and europe just to see some family and see what was over there but i was young 19 and uh, had a really good time got to see what's what's out there and it was my first official travel as a as an adult and um
0: was it done on a bit of a shoestring
1: a little bit yeah um but uh really really loved it it was uh it was a pretty special time we got to see different worlds it wasn't that foreign i mean germany and and austria and paris and um it was pretty foreign for me though just uh Growing up in WA and had done some Southeast Asian trips, but uh, yeah, to go over there was, was a pretty yeah, young young kid. It was yeah, it was fantastic. But I got to snowboard for the first time. Where was that? that? That was in Austria. Um, a good friend of ours was working over there, so we stayed with him. And uh, it was it was different. It was just something that uh, that grabbed me pretty hard. Had you been a surfer? Yeah, what? yeah. Loved the waves for a long time. So I guess yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't a hard transition, but uh, yeah, that, that got me good. So yeah, the travel and then snowboarding, it uh, sort of yeah shaped me there or changed me at that moment. And uh, got back, ended up dropping out of my studies. I wasn't doing as as uh, as, as good as I could have. I wasn't that dedicated and into it at that time. Um, so I thought, yeah, let's let's sort of drop out. Work hard, save up some cash, and uh, go away again.
0: Your family, what did they think about it when you decided to drop out of uni and change your career direction?
1: They uh, initially they weren't super fond of the idea. They they were pretty instrumental in me going and and getting into university they they in society they were into it's it's the way to shape your life and you you leave school go to university and then start working and doing all that and that just didn't sit well with me so initially they weren't into it but um, they've been very supportive throughout my life so they came around eventually Um,
0: and you said you worked to get a little bit of money what did you do
1: my dad had a wholesaling company working in working with cheese Nuts, dried fruits, and stuff. So I worked with him, worked solid for a year, saved up, and me and some buddies went away. How many? How many buddies? There was was four in total. Yeah, two initially, and then another two met up when we were in Vancouver. And did
0: you have a plan for this travel? You know, were you going to um, be away a period
1: of time, or go to a particular place? There was a loose plan. We had a two-year work permit for the UK. But starting in Vancouver, we just wanted to snowboard. We we could have stamped that UK work permit within a year. So we had sort of 12 months to get to the UK. And in that time, we wanted to snowboard as much as we could. So we bought a van and we travelled Western Canada for as long as we could, which was was about four months.
0: And what was that like?
1: Absolutely insane. It was some some fantastic times. We were uh, yeah, just doing what we wanted when we wanted. Um, we were free. We could... Uh, it and do what we needed
0: to do yeah so that was obviously in the winter period the, the yeah. fact you were snowboarding
1: yeah we got there in Feb yeah and, uh, and the tail end of their season Um, they, they have a long winter there so yeah we were snowboarding up in t- into May which was ideal and the weather started to turn pretty good um, as we were leaving so that was a good time for us to sort of make our way slowly to London
0: and then what happened in London
1: well that's where we start the adventures of, uh, of what London and the UK hold and um, I had a, not so much a dream but just a, a want I guess of, of working in a pub which it's fairly almost cliche but it seems the rite of passage for a lot of Aussies just getting the bar and, but it, I, I took to it. I really enjoyed the interaction with people and then learning about the drinks as well so I, I sort of got into it and really enjoyed that time. But it wasn't long until we were thinking about getting back to the snow. So did you become an expert in making cocktails
0: or was it just straight beer and, and spirits type stuff?
1: Yeah, we were in a big pub. Yeah. Um, they focused on beer and they were they're big into their real ales. So it was more, more getting into beers at that stage. Trying real ales for the first time was pretty cool. I, I didn't know that there was such an array of flavours in beer I always liked Guinness and and other you know other flavored beers apart from our mainstream lagers that we do so well in Australia so to try some of theirs that sort of potentially gave me that initial love for it and that was in central London it was it was was in Fulham you know right there good place and then off to Europe was it was at that stage the four of you still together We'd sort of split up, a couple of them stayed on in the States and did did Camp America, Um, me and another buddy, we were doing London, but they joined us initially, or um, it was probably after about three months, so so yeah, we we were reunited at one stage, but then two of us went off, it wasn't Europe so much, we sort of went back and forth and holidayed there, but we we got an opportunity to go to the US and do a ski season in in Vermont.
0: And is that a, a big ski area, Vermont?
1: they have snow yeah Um, (laughs) it's okay yeah the East Coast is okay wouldn't recommend it if you can choose that or the West Coast but uh, yeah we didn't know any better had an opportunity for all of our visas to to work out and this one company lined it all up so yeah we jumped at it and uh, yeah that was a lot of fun
0: so what did you do there from a work point of view was was the work around the skiing
1: or was it around the bar work again it was around the mountain Yeah, so we were given a handful of options. Um, Me and my mate liked the lifty idea, the lift operator, I should say. So, yeah, that's when we jumped in and became a lifty.
0: And did, obviously, the time you were there, your snowboarding improved?
1: Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, Slowly, though, because I do remember just before the mountain actually opened, but we were allowed to snowboard, I ended up breaking my wrist. So... uh, I spent most of that season in a cast. Uh, I was out of a cast for a week or two and broke my fifth metacarpal. So just a little bone in my hand there and uh, back in the cast. So didn't miss too much snowboarding, but um, yeah, just had, had something on my arm to look after.
0: How long have you been away at this point?
1: Oh, that was nearing two years.
0: Right, so you become a real season traveller. Oh, potentially, yeah. I, uh, Did you have many possessions? I'm always interested. You know, Had you
1: accumulated stuff or was it still only a couple of backpacks and that was it? You have to travel pretty light, although I I then bought a snowboard, snowboard bag. Probably got a snowboard bag that carried way too much stuff. I try to travel light, but I can collect. Was it sensible to travel with an AFL footy? I don't know, Tane. Oh, you've got do that you got to do that <laughs> <laughs> but you got to keep it light as, as best you can but i do remember going through many airports and at that stage it was uh, a little easier to travel with bigger equipment but yeah many occasions i have had to fork out a little bit for excess baggage but this is uh this is what i had to do to to move on to the next destination then i wanted to stay stay in the northern hemisphere that's where the snow is for me decided to Use up a, an Irish work permit, spent a bit of time in Dublin.
0: Again in pubs?
1: Uh, yes, it was in pubs. Yeah, what a great place to be. Yeah.
0: The pubs in Dublin, yeah. um, sensational.
1: That was great. It was, it was, it was pretty fun, um, though you could only work at any one place for three months, so you'd, you'd have to move on. You'd get comfortable, then move on. So, But then it was, uh, it was an opportunity to go to Canada. So we used up a work permit there, and then pretty much the original travellers all met back there and, and some others that we'd met along the way, and moved to Banff, and... Did another season in the snow there.
0: You By then, you're, you're quite experienced, so getting
1: work would have been relatively easy. Yeah, it was. Uh, Banff is a smaller town, and it's uh, very very local. I, I was pretty fortunate to land a role in a nice lounge bar, which is a pretty coveted role for over there. It's pretty locked up by the locals, by Canadian folk. So I got lucky in that regard. And, uh, yeah, look, we, we just had a good time at... Small snowboarding, yeah, we're enjoying our time, snow on the mountain, doing what we can, exploring where we can and, you know, getting up to some some crazy antics, really.
0: What was something a little different that you might have done? You know, as you say, you're, you're in your early 20s, boys will be boys.
1: Of course, of course. Um, look, we had an opportunity to go heli boarding. Wow. So we did that. There was a bunch of us. There was 11, I think, the heli could uh, fit 11 of us in there, so we... Hired a little van and took the the two-three hour trip into into the Rockies there, and uh, yeah, got picked up by the heli and had a fantastic day. Just in in some remote destination, just getting picked up, and then would do a run down down the mountain, picked up again, and yeah, that was uh, a crazy experience.
0: And so, how remote are you in this? So, so you are always relying on being collected by the helicopter and then taken to another place.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're deep. We're deep in, in remote Canada. You, you wouldn't want to get stuck there. Yeah. Put it that way. So
0: That would have been very yeah. exciting. It, it was
1: expensive? It wasn't too bad. We had some people in the industry, so we, we, we got a nice little discounted rate. But you do want to do what the instructor or the guide, I should say, tells you. And she, she was a skier. And she was saying, just stay within our, my tracks. Yes. Stay within sort of 20 metres either side of our tracks. And snowboarders being snowboarders, we were sort of just off doing our thing, going anywhere we wanted. Um, and one mate sort of just went very wide, a lot wider than he should have. Uh, just as the, the guide sort of turns back and looks up at him and, and he's heading straight for a crevasse. Wow. Ends up sort of uh, jumping over the, the corner of it. Um, just as it came, as he came up to it, and narrowly escaped a, a little bit of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes, so yeah, look, the snow the snowboarding grabbed us. It was a lot of fun doing uh, doing many many crazy things. But uh, exploring and and sort of doing what us Aussies like to do yeah. get away. and yeah, we travelled a bit. We got you know there was one story that I if I could share with you. We just took a few boys down to Montana just to see some mountains down there, and as, as we were coming back, I was doing that drive shift, and it was the end of the trip. We were just going back from Montana, crossing the, the border back into, into Alberta, and I was driving, it was probably close to midnight. It wasn't blizzard, but it was close to blizzard conditions, so we had this sideways snow. You couldn't have your high beams off on it because it was just reflecting off the snow, and I remember a deer coming out onto the road, and the road is covered in snow, so braking. How severely. big's the deer? It's it's way bigger than a roo. It's yeah, it's, it's a small horse, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's sort of in the middle of the road, in my lane, and you can't brake. You've just got to. So yeah, anyway, I steered it. And I just sort of caressed the car around it. The deer didn't really move. And uh, I could have almost put the hand out the window and given him a pat as we went by <laughs> at, at pace. Yeah, so, mm-hmm.
0: Much other traffic on the road?
1: Not at that time. Luckily. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Luckily. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, scary, scary moment, that one. You went away on this trip with no expectations, no goals. But in reality, you've the path has been reasonably well worn back to the hospitality and the bar work so uh, ironically you actually developed a, a trade i guess in that time away
1: yeah with yeah there was no real purpose there was just uh just the enjoyment that it brought and moving from city to city and town to town it, it just was easy and, and an easier transition but i really enjoyed it yeah i just i just took to it
0: i, I think you, you talked about the expectation of, you know, the traditional expectation of going to, finishing high school, going to uni, getting a career, starting work. And you diverted away from that. You then got into a scenario where, you know, was constant work experience, constant developing skills, constant developing a trade and a passion. Exactly. So I think there's, it's a great example of, there's lots of different ways you can find your your place in the world where you enjoy being we enjoy working we enjoy interacting with people and um you know sometimes that starts with a bit of a blank canvas and just through circumstance you end up in a place and and realize hey i can do this and i enjoy
1: this um, I, I certainly recommend it if someone if anybody can get out and just you know if, even if it's 6 months just go abroad somewhere just spend some time in a foreign land and just just get involved with it and
0: and what did you learn from it and, and how has it shaped your life?
1: It was probably nine years of moving from city to city. Um, first it was the whole involvement with the snow and where that took me and then the bar world and I just wanted to sort of follow that pathway as well. Look, I think it's shaped me, that the hospitality side of things. Because um, I I, I've just absolutely enjoyed the interaction with, with customers, giving them that joy when they come in wanting a great wine or, or a new beer or, or a fantastic single malt whiskey or some different cocktail with some random ingredients that they've never heard of before and just having, having a chat about that, creating those drinks as well, creating a cocktail. That side of things was fantastic and that's sort of led me to another fork in the road, if you will, with, with, with the company that I've set up making some cocktail syrups um, and some other healthy condiments. yeah that hospitality side um, was it, it's been instrumental in, in growing and shaping me to be who I am and yeah, giving me this opportunity now with with a new little company to to see and, and grow grow that little baby.
0: Well Jason, I'm going to give you a plug so the little company is agent 80. And the products are sensational. And I think probably in maybe a year or 80 months' time, we might get you back on Max's island. Hopefully by then you'll be able to enlighten our listeners on some great successes you've had in building Agent 80 into a, a serious business that is
1: really uh, has, has a, a really loyal customer base. Appreciate the plug. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a fun journey already being a, uh, a small business owner, and uh, learning all about that. Um, it's, it's, it's been a, a mixed bag. Also having a little child to look after as well, so it's certainly been quite the journey the last few years. But uh, yeah, hopefully if, uh, if round two ever happens, we can, we can talk about age and 80 a little more, and, and uh, maybe we can, have, we can share some, some dip and put some hot sauce on it.
0: Jason, thanks for being on Max's Island. Really enjoyed how travel and being free has shaped your life and shaped your career and, and found some of your passions in your life with the snowboarding and the working in the hospitality. And look forward to having you back on Max's Island in the future.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Max. Mate, I love what you do. Keep doing it. Cheers.
2: day was a blur. Oh, work and no play, and how, how had it turned out this way. He told me his plan: a short-term escape, five weeks on the Bimalin track. Go it alone, no one to blame if he in Welcome. Every sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky, completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing.